Hello and welcome everyone. I'm humbled and honored to receive your presence today. An evening which celebrates literature, art and all its glory. It's day two of OCLF edition third and on behalf of SGRKF, I am Priyanka Sharma, your moderator for the evening. I was preparing myself for the moderation today and I landed on an amazing write-up I found in the Journal of Advances and Scholarly Researches. A specific part of which I think stands so relevant with what we have in store for you today, and it goes like, the connection between literature and myth is one of mutual dependence. Even though literature cannot be reduced to myth and myth cannot be reduced to literature, nice own. myth has always been an integral element of literature. Not only, not only does it offers a repository of multifaceted stories for the fictional world making of literature, which expands, modifies, or I can say rewrites the mythological elements in the process of creative reception. And if I, if I had a human representation of this intersection between self-help, Indian epics, spirituality, and leadership, I just can't find anyone else but our very own Shubhavilas sir. We're lucky to have him with us today for the conversation around his latest release and making Ramayana relevant to us. I welcome you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Priyanka ji. Very happy to be a part of Orange City Literature Festival. It's always a pleasure to be on this platform and uh, share my thoughts and views on, on uh, the subject of making Ramayana relevant today. Absolutely. So we were so delighted to have this conversation. And with your purpose, of course, a lot of people know you, but for the ones who've been uninitiated, I would like to give them a little brief. Sir is a lifestyle coach, a storyteller, and an author. He has studied patent law after completing his engineering degree, but finally chose a path of spiritual seeker. Ramayana, The Game of Life, is his best-selling series, and he's also the author of Open-Eyed Meditation. Now, the reviews of which I was going through, and a lot of people had some really authentic and life-changing experiences to share in comments and feedbacks, which actually left me to read more about you. But I got to know that mystical tales for a magical life and perfect love 5.5 Ways to lasting relationships are also to his credit. The focus of his work is the application of scripture, scriptural wisdom to day-to-day -day life and addressing the needs of corporations and youth through his thought-provoking seminar, one of which we are very lucky to have him with us today for. He has also delivered more than 5,000 talks. Now, that's a huge number. Let me uh, surprise you with more that he has inspired more than 5,25,000 people still across in the last 10 years. He's also visiting faculty for several female schools in India, including the Insti Indian Institute of Management, IIM, and Nasimonji Institute of Management Studies, Mumbai. He's also been a guest speaker at prestigious Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Boston, Dresden International University, Germany, Johannesburg, and several centers of Indian Institute of Technology in India. And also, apart from this, he is advisory board of MIT Pune's online education system. And let me tell you one more thing, which absolutely had me crazy, was that he's al he has also spoken at Google, Microsoft, Amazon, Samsung, and he has not only spoken for them, but he has spoken for their world headquarters in USA. Now, with all of that in background, I think it's perfect foundation for us to look forward to listening in because. Like I said, when people like him come on profiles, on, on stages, on platforms, they're coming from a place of impact. And trust me, honestly, so it feels great to have you at this moment. I'm so looking forward to this conversation. 
Thank you. Thank you, Priyanka ji, for so enthusiastically <laughs> introducing me. Happy to be here. <laughs> no, genuinely, I tell you, I was researching through all of that as usual moderation processes. And I really like the fact that people come back to you. Like they have a habit of dropping their comments, their feedbacks. There is a conversation which is ongoing. So your PR is not just coming from your team, but there are people validating it, engaging with it, supporting it. And that, that told me the kind of credibility you enjoy. And of course, uh, moving ahead, I would just take a moment and I'll start my question answer sessions. So my first question was, as an author, writing books is an extension of your deep sense of responsibility towards society. That is what your website mentions. And in 2013, you decided to, uh, you know, writing a book series on Ramayana, a series that brought the epic out of the closet and revealed the depth of learning hidden inside. Now you embarked on an ambitious project of six volume series titled Ramayana, the game of life. Now it goes without saying that it involves extensive research from original literature like Valmiki Ramayana, Kamba Ramayana and Ramcharitramanas. How has that journey been personally? Because there's a lot of content out there. And how do you bring it to us? <laughs> Thank you for this question. If you ask me, okay. these eight years have been pure nectar. I have loved studying <laughs> okay. these scriptures. I have just immersed myself in them for so many years now. And of course, I did write books in the in our, uh, in between but uh, i consider uh, the greater fortune the ability to read uh, absorb and meditate on these uh, epics from this from their source and delve into the commentaries of great teachers um, study them thoroughly and uh, relish them see it's like this if you enjoy something then you can actually share it with others uh, with greater confidence, right? So uh, for me, that's how it has been, you know. So I have loved the Ramayana. My whole experience of studying, reading, meditating, uh, sharing it. I have loved it. And anybody who's heard me, they know that I love it because it, it's visible when I speak. You know, most people tell me that, you know, when I speak Ramayana, I, I'm a different person. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree because that book has really impacted me very deeply. So as I said, that's what the research has done to me. It has helped me on my personal journey of life. That's amazing because I think uh, the fact that a lot of people really want to share their knowledge, but the fact how much has it influenced themselves really shows through. Like it exposes your inner vulnerabilities and at the same time ends up becoming your strength. And I did watch a lot of, uh, like there was one particular video and I personally thought, that for two hours, I will not be able to put my attention into. But trust me, I was disappointed because I was able to put myself through two hours and I had no plans to it. So what I did was then I searched, okay, Shubha Vilaste. Then I had a few more videos and then I binged to watch it for the next three hours. <laughs> so that is true. I can personally validate this because I am pretty clueless when it comes to these kind of content being developed and served to people. But the moment I was going through those videos, like you said, because you enjoy it, I was on that journey with you. I did not feel like I had no clue. I did not feel like this is not relevant to me. Rather, I was on this journey with you. So if if you were, you were telling it as a speaker that you enjoy, I can tell you as a listener that absolutely true. <laughs> I, I enjoyed do. it as well. 
okay so at the cost of sounding preliminary because i just said that i come from a little clueless place but it's been in my mind since the moment i saw the titles and book lineup why ramayana why not any other mythological literature say mahabharata bhagavad gita i mean we indians definitely enjoy a huge amount of choices when it comes to scriptures and literatures which is relevant to mythology so why this particular book so priyanka ji before i answer that question let me tell you that i do not like the word mythology uh, if you have okay. no me <laughs> okay because the word mythology <laughs> is actually a misnomer uh, it is uh, not the right word for our scriptures because um, the word mythology comes from the word myth myth means fiction yes. and True. the ramayana and mahabharat are called as itihas in sanskrit itihas means history there is a big difference when you call something itihas and when you call something mythology mythology true uh, so when you call something mythology it means it never happened that right. means it is not part of our history but when you call something itihas it has happened and is very much part of our history so this right. is the platform on which i stand whenever i speak Lovely. and whenever i share uh, uh but as far as why ramayan my answer mm-hmm. is very simple the credit goes to my grandmother <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when i was a small child my grandmother um, used to tell us stories from the ramayan and i have grown up listening to the ramayan hundreds of times from my grandmother and i would just love her narration and the way she would narrate it just opened up so much for me personally but when i grew up and uh, of course you know we tend to forget what our uh, what we learned in the childhood for pretty long right but at mm-hmm. some point um, when i was studying different scriptures i came across the ramayan i heard one of my teachers speaking from the ramayan and that immediately reminded me of my younger days <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i said i need to go back i need to study it i need to really delve deep into it so when i mm-hmm. thought of writing something i couldn't think of anything better than the ramayana obviously because it is that's mm-hmm. been so much a part of my growing right correct i mean that's right if something is introduced to us in such a way then of course there is an affinity to it which cannot be matched and yes my correct take away from here is not calling it mythology anymore <laughs> calling it historical <laughs> thank you you call it epics, you call it scriptures you can call it itihas whatever that's what i think this is something that we should understand or probably get aware of that like that that's what i was trying to also tell when we were discussing with the team that why there is a certain specific need for us to using right words because that also leads us to have understanding of it that also leads to conversation being done in a particular way so for example the simple way that you told me it's not mythology it's not something that has not happened it's rather something that is very much a part of our legacy so yes number one take away taken <laughs> okay also that is also i think ki chalo theek hai hamare grand parents had introduced us to these stories but i personally feel that this generation the one that i am of or the ones that are going to be coming in i'm really not sure if we would be able to access the stories in these way probably there would be the bank of stories because we now have internet but i don't know if we will have a lot of people telling it this particular way because i don't think you might have found someone exactly like your grandmother after she was not there neither can i find my grandmother anymore again so do you think now more than ever the generation that is right from millennial generation z or the generations coming ahead they need to know about our historical legacy more than ever that's precisely the reason i began writing in my life 
you know, hey. I, uh, there's a school where uh, I'm very closely connected to. I've been guiding them and I've been a part of the school for mm-hmm. a long period of time. Uh, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a school based in Mumbai. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one time I went to the library of the school just to check out what kids read you know, and what kids have mm-hmm. access to. I found every book which is non-academic written by Western scholars, okay. uh, Western uh, authors. Mm-hmm. And speaking about Western culture, speaking about mm. Western habits, Western mindsets, and mm. uh, with its flaws and with its uh, strengths, basically. And right. I grew up in my own younger days reading a lot of those literature. So mm-hmm. I was looking for some Indian context literatures, which can actually mm-hmm. help them understand the socio-economic, the socio-psychological situation in India. Mm-hmm any hardly anything good there you know on in the library and that's when i realized so i started saying come on why are you know uh, our kids being exposed only to a certain type of culture you know Uh, then i realized i can't complain because if i am not a part of the solution i'm a part of the problem right so i I can i can say all i want you know uh, to criticize uh, complain saying that no no i said i need to do something about it that mm-hmm. day I began writing. Oh my goodness. That is the day I really began writing, you know. And okay. uh, so my thought when I began writing was, I'll just write a book that might probably be a spiral bound book that can be put in the library at least. That's okay. what I personally thought of, but I never expected mm-hmm. that the first book itself will become a national bestseller and really do so well as a series. And, you know, it gave me so much of opportunities to really connect with people and share the message of Ramayana. Mm-hmm. No, but I really, uh, I mean, I represent a lot of people who would be thankful because there is a part of society which neglects the importance of it, but there's a huge part of society which is still connected to our own legacy and they do not have credible sources. Like I still see my mother and uh, I don't know if this relates with or not, but uh, she has a particular liking for people who do discourses on Bhagavad Gita or something like that. So she said, no, Priyanka, the people I used to listen while I grew up, I cannot see that kind of people coming nowadays. I said, I could not relate with her at the very first instance. And then there was a pre-recording session on some other spiritual channel. And then she called me and she said, if you have access to this channel, watch it right now and understand what I'm speaking about. Shubha said, I can't tell you. I understood only when I saw that this is what I was missing when she was saying as a point. So probably we do need people who, one, are credible. Second, they love it. But most importantly, really feel strongly about it. They are not doing, because there are perks of doing this because again there are there, there is a lot of scope for this but that should not be the reason why sh- people should be doing this like spiritual discourses or understanding our uh, historical legacy gets you a lot of benefit popularity and fame but like you said your reason is none of that all of that is coming as a byproduct you probably had just in mind that you want to share that knowledge you want to search it through and whatever happens happens and is a byproduct absolutely absolutely and so that is the, the most yeah. amazing thing is a lot of my readers mm-hmm. are youngsters. Hundreds <laughs> and thousands of them, you know. Right, right. Every second, third day, I find some youngster reaching out to me and saying, Thank you for writing these books. <laughs> uh, so, because they are written in a racy, very gripping narrative, um, yes. you know, in a way that a young mind wants, mm-hmm. filled with great imagination, filled with great adventure, but at the same time, very authentic. 
and very rooted to the uh, to our uh, original um, you know versions basically no that is true also i'll i'll i can also put my uh, credibility to that because when i was going through your website when i go to do what you're committed to what you have in lineup and what all you have done and i think that shows how committed your team and you are when it comes to people who would be coming across be it a reader be it a general enthusiast of the topic or just somebody who wants to know you they would leave with a correct understanding which is so missing when i see a lot of speakers coming up not because they don't want to do it probably because they do not give a lot of thought to it primarily because their work is to write or probably see but uh, that is something that i enjoyed going through your website and now having said that now that you mentioned about youngsters i have another question lined up that you meet a lot of youngsters i was surprised to see that they don't only like you there is an obsession that day i told my friends circle that you know what i'm going to speak to shubha sir and they have a list of questions and something that they wanted to ask i said you know what i am going to be little pricey so they said please please just ask this question so one of them just asked me this question i would like to insert this in between they said that i often feel that i am very worried but i don't know the reason of it did that ever happen in the past in historical times that did ram also feel sometimes scared or did hanuman also feel sometimes scared and they did not know i think this is a very complicated question but i'll try putting this to shubha sir and let's see what he will have to say so do do we see remnants of depression or sadness back then in those ages i'll tell you a story from the ramayana that will help you understand this please do i'll not only tell you a story where 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 someone is depressed but i'm okay. also going to tell you a story of how to deal with it oh lovely so of course there are many many stories uh like mm-hmm. this i'm going to tell you tell you two stories in specific please one is a story in the ramayana where um when ram and lakshman are moving towards kishkinda this is a place mm-hmm. in, in uh, hampi right now in karnataka mm-hmm. so they come across this vanara group you know headed by sugriv mm-hmm. just before ram and lakshman reach there they are they are actually below the mountain and sugriv's mm-hmm. people just see him see ram lakshman below and they actually panic thinking that it is vali who has sent uh, these two people to kill sugriv his brother correct so sugriv at that point you know along with his men was really really scared fear panic um almost a a mindset of wanting to give up hopelessness all of it together mm-hmm. they were experiencing mm-hmm. a lot of times uncertainty leads to fear mm-hmm. and especially uncertainty that you have not accepted it leads to fear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there is uncertainty but you accept it, it it's called adventure there is a lot of uncertainty yeah. in life but when you when you accept it you think life is a big adventure basically but when you are not able to deal with uncertainty it leads to a lot of fear so subri was fearful very scared very fearful and usually when you are in fear mm-hmm. um, you start thinking things that are not in a particular way you start thinking it is mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. fear if you expand it, it it really means false evidence accepted real full form of fear oh yeah yeah <laughs> so sugriv he saw these two people and he actually uh-huh. felt they are come to kill me that's how the mind is correct 
the mind magnifies negativity basically hmm and he was not sure what to do really scared at that point hanuman makes an entry into the ramayan this is hmm. the entry of hanuman in the ramayan can you imagine what a way he enters and the Actually, first thing hanuman tells suryu uh, what he tells him he tells him don't worry there is no fear on these mountains oh my that means the very first thing hanuman tells suryu is don't worry don't worry and this is the role of hanuman throughout giving reassurance giving hope giving faith actually and if you see even today that's what people go to hanuman for whenever they are lost that's what they confuse they take shelter of hanuman ji and that's his role oh my god you have a very articulate way of making it relevant my goodness <laughs> i'm going to tell you another story <laughs> please do Please. another story from the mahabharat of uh-huh. you know a situation which uh, led to fear stress and things like that mm-hmm. but the pandavas were exiled into the forest mm-hmm. um, obviously they lost everything right very insulting experience very embarrassing experience and uh, mm-hmm. they had a lot of uh, problems mm-hmm. while they were in the forest yudhishthir the eldest among them he broke down one day and uh, he was speaking to one of the sages named dhaumya dhaumya was one of their teachers who traveled with them throughout the forest stay and he used to guide them at different instances interestingly the pandavas even though they were beggars they had nothing they still preferred to have one teacher traveling with them all through so important to have a dream teacher who can accompany in the journey of life true and yudhishthir broke down crying mm-hmm. and he was thinking that he, he asked dhamya a question he said can there be anyone who is more sadder than me who is more frustrated than me who is a bigger mm-hmm. loser than me he asked mm-hmm. imagine yudhishthir is asking this question yudhishthir was the king of the world at that point of time you know just some exactly time. so he had lost his confidence completely he was completely shaken up and when he asked mm-hmm. dhamya he says i don't think there is anybody who is worse than me was in a worse situation than me and he was crying and dhamya tells him a story he tells okay. him a story of nalada mayanti nalada mm-hmm. mayanti is a very famous story in the mahabharat i'm sure you don't know about it but i'm not going to get into that story now <laughs> but uh, the point is dhamya tells yudhishthir this story of nalada mayanti okay and after hearing the entire story of nala who has gone through really tough tribulations in his life Yudhishthir says, "I am fine. Nothing is wrong with me. I am not even oh. supposed to enjoy my life." <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Subtle. He is able to just pull out of his depression just by hearing yeah. Nala's story. Mm-hmm. And Yudhishthir realizes, if mm-hmm. Nala could tolerate so much, what I am experiencing is nothing. Right. So that's how you know the Ramayana Mahabharata helps us see situations like this. and it 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 is something that we can relate to in our lives actually and i mean of course the first thing i'm going to do after we are done con- like this conversation is i'm going to search about the story because <laughs> i want to know what got yudhishthir out of this question because yudhishthir for a while sounded a lot like me <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to read the story this book called perfect yeah. love which mm-hmm. i have written the first oh, story of this book is this this particular story oh i i have a credible source 
guys yeah. anybody who felt like me that they should know about this story look no further i'll we'll also add the links in the description for you to search out and shubha sir has an amazing website so just go scroll through and you'll find his book also there so yes and i think that was amazing as a perspective to tell me that there are characters who have been introduced at junctions which actually speak about points which are relevant to us today at this moment as well like the way you put it that you hanuman's introduction is exactly to at a point where there is panic and his entire role is also based with the central idea of assurances and faith which stands relevant today also like the first thing you do when you're scared is hanuman ji bacha lena so yes it it uh, actually gives me good insight and trust me shubha sir i am i'm a parallel thinker okay so the moment i speak i also think and i am thinking a lot of things right now i am replaying all the stories i heard and i'm going to look at them with a different perspective so i have another question this was this is from a very old audience of 7 year old anahita <laughs> she was preparing this questions and i she asked me who are you going to uh, speak to i said shubha sir i showed everything and everything and her first and her question was so he speaks about things that have happened in the past i said yes so i don't know why these children are more comfortable with scientific movies so she said me this is a question which i want to tell you rather than ask you do you her question i'm quoting her does he feel like he has a camera in front of him which is projecting all of that ramayana and he feels like a third person watching it and all of that is in a hologram and he can see ram going from here to there and then uh, hanuman going from here to there and i said this is a very curious question so when i want to put it do you ever feel that you are very much a part of ramayana because 8 years is a long time <laughs> so do you feel like an outsider who has been given the access to the actual footage and you have every character moving in front of you and do you kind of relate them with your life like do you have a person like oh you take the qualities of this character you take the qualities of this character do you feel so thank you for to <laughs> what is her name anahita anahita <laughs> for this beautiful question very <laughs> you know children have the best questions in the world you know oh, i do this yes. for kids uh, i recently did a 18 session course mm-hmm. of the entire ramayan for a group of almost 500 kids from oh, all over the world you know mm-hmm. and these kids were of all sizes and uh, ages you know and you won't believe it every day i would speak for one hour the storyline mm-hmm. and then 45 minutes i would only answer questions ayo <laughs> I did this for eighteen days, and still their questions are not over. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and the questions were the most amazing, intelligent. Oh yes. Deeply thought of, out of the box type of questions. Yeah. So kids asking questions is beautiful, <laughs> and I encourage kids to ask questions because it helps them think. Mm-hmm. So um, the answer to this question, uh, from my perspective, is this. I do not consider myself to be qualified to be able to see the Ramayan. Mm-hmm. I am too small a person. <laughs> But, uh, I consider myself to be fortunate that I got to meditate on the Ramayan. Um, and while I meditated, and while I absorbed myself in the storyline of the Ramayan, I can tell you one thing that happened. In the six books that I wrote, I don't remember a single moment where I struggled. Oh my goodness. not a single moment where i lacked ideas mm-hmm. not a single moment where 
I struggled to understand the character. I mm-hmm. it just flowed and it flowed beautifully. Most of these books that I have written, all the six session, six books of Ramayan, each book I don't think I written. I've taken more than one and a half, two months to write. To write a sixty thousand to a one lakh word word count book in two one two months is with a oh, with God. a full schedule. <laughs> <laughs> that itself tells you volumes about you know the flow basically actually actually now i feel that anita had a better question to ask anita <laughs> <laughs> and also what i personally feel is there is a difference between uh, um regular knowledge and spiritual knowledge mm-hmm. regular knowledge requires competence yes but Correct. spiritual knowledge requires blessings um so i I don't think I'm intelligent enough to comprehend uh, everything that is there in the Ramayana, which is so profound. But I feel that I have some blessings of great uh, teachers, great gurus, and great uh, teachers who have, and elders who have blessed me sufficiently. And because of the blessing, I was able to do what I did. <laughs> I think your humbleness and modesty is your charm because, of course, the way you're telling it, you're putting it very subtly, but to do this. one you're gifted you're blessed of course but i personally feel if i can say that i i can take the liberty of saying that you're chosen this doesn't happen regularly sir because i'll tell you for for a reason because when we speak to speakers their honesty is there yours is too because i can like i said even though i don't know a particular point there is no problem in accepting that i don't know and i am definitely convinced to go and search it that's the kind of impact you have and i think that is something that makes you different and at the same time relatable also so i don't want to tell you that you are very different and unaccessible rather you are approachable you are impacting and at this point also i am under the process of transformation <laughs> <laughs> okay coming to my next question uh now this is something that i want certain deeds over so uh, in the next an absolutely awaited edition in the volume of ramayana series is the final book now i'm absolutely intrigued and excited about it because the reveal is yet to be done but can i have some words from you about it like the final book i mean it was a six series commitment and how does it feel i feel relieved <laughs> <laughs> i feel relieved that the book is finally coming out uh-huh. because uh, i realized that doing a six volume series i don't know how many people in india how many authors in india have actually taken up a task like this you know <laughs> Heavily researched six-volume series based on a scripture which is already well known, you know, which everyone knows practically. You know, uh, so it was a pressure from the point of view of, you know, every year coming out of the book, you know, it's not not really easy, uh, and especially because of the research involved in it, you know. Exactly. And also, what happens is when one book is very good, the expectation from the next book is even more, you know. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> third book is even more. So I have uh, tried my best to live up to those expectations, and uh, okay. I can tell you from my personal opinion and the two or three readers who have already read the book is mm-hmm. this is the best of the six. Oh, lovely! So you will like the drama. <laughs> most most uh, exciting, adventurous, high-paced, uh, adrenaline-pumping. uh part of the ramayana with okay, some nice. amazing lessons for life amazing lessons for life 
you were just making me more intrigued and, and with the fact that the reveal is yet to happen it's troublesome <laughs> do it super soon please release it release it super soon we are waiting because 4th <laughs> november oh. is going to be the cover release and the pre order oh so it's going to be live on every platform associated yeah ஒன்னுக்குறிங்ஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்ட்ரீஸ்
and greater clarity to the mind correct that's when transformation happens so i realized that uh, in my narrative i mm-hmm. um, i'm trying to be very responsible to help people experience transformation and more than anything else help people fall in love with ram and the ram <laughs> So uh, uh, this is the way I would test it, you know. Mm-hmm. So if uh, the, after reading the book, if somebody says, "I love Ram, I love Ramayan," that's it. My my work is done. <laughs> oh my God! Very very clear. And I think this creative liberty that you have taken and this kind of integration of multiple resources makes me understand why there is a separate fan base for your content. Because when we speak about Ramayana, this content has been repurposed digitally. media wise movies tv series you name it and you have that form of content based on the scripture but i think when you explain me it this way that it is integration there is better pacification better satisfaction better understanding of why a particular incident took place and where it was coming from hmm i got my answer <laughs> and in addition to all that hmm? i have added in uh, commentaries of acharyas So I've studied many great teachers of the Ramayana from many mm-hmm. places, from South India, from North India, many places, who have mm-hmm. fully studied Ramayana. Okay. So I've studied their teachings and their uh, commentaries, and okay. wherever those commentaries are relevant to a modern man, I've added them also into the book. So it's it's a lot of that coming in, uh, and to add to all this, I've added life lessons for a modern man. Just It's like just today, like you know, we spoke about depression, right? We spoke about Sugriva's right. depression and his panic, and I spoke mm-hmm. about how Hanuman added that flavor of giving hope. Mm-hmm. Now you won't find that exactly in that way written in the Ramayana anywhere. Mm-hmm. But this is my understanding of how hope is uh, very important for human beings. You know, a person who is depressed, who is sad, he doesn't need advice, but he needs assurance. Absolutely. So now this is not something you will find anywhere written in the in the Valmiki Ramayana or in even in Acharya commentary. This is my understanding based on my approach towards life. So I've added this also. So this is the combination. It's like it's a it's an inter it's an interesting kichdi. <laughs> yeah, I mean beautiful. everybody would find something for themselves, na? If you want to read about it, you'll find it. If you want an assurances, you will find it. So it caters to a larger audience. larger spectrum spectrum of problems and a larger spectrum of people who are coming with different different needs and requirements i think uh, that 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 proves the point very nicely so um, there are certain questions that during this conversation has uh, have popped up in my mind number one being as a communication coach i usually teach people about communication so most often there are times in 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 our like there are four days in a year where you literally sit and you think is it actually making a change like motivation is short lived transformation might as well run for a little time or if for an example if i have told a child that this is a certain way to do it he will follow it for their life but as a person who enjoys a lot of credibility you are connected to people you're not someone who just speaks and then is gone for ages like you know your you have a real time feedback you're actively into this is there any way to understand that what you're doing is fine is what is the best way to validating yourself assuring yourself what is best way to understanding what you're doing right or not i mean this is a huge question this is complicated because i'm literally speaking my mind but i hope i'm getting my point across 
how to find whether you're doing the right thing and how to be assured when you know that you're doing the right thing. I have a very simple way of finding out whether I'm doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. There are two people mm -hmm. who are the most important people for me in my life. They, okay. they are both my most powerful teachers. They are most, they are my most powerful mentors and uh, I love them. Mm -hmm. One is my, uh, my teacher whose name is Radhanath Swami. Uh, and uh, the other is Govinda Prabhu, who's again my very, very close uh, mentor and like my father practically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So whatever I do, I share with them. Mm -hmm. And the moment they approve it or mm -hmm. they appreciate it or they really become happy when I share, mm -hmm. then I know that I am on the right boat. I do not yeah. care what the rest of the world feels, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is my primary source of validation and confirmation for myself. Mm -hmm. My uh, second is people who are my peers. Right. I'll tell you the most difficult people to please are your equals, right? <laughs> very easy to please the seniors, very easy to please the juniors, but very difficult yeah. to get somebody who is equal to you to, uh, to, to be pleased. Mm -hmm. I give a lot of uh, credit to those who are my equals, my friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they really appreciate something I do, mm -hmm. I know for sure that I'm in the right direction. Correct. And third, most importantly, is the people I am responsible for in experiencing mm -hmm. transformation. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, there are thousands and thousands of people who reach out to me saying that they have been affected, inspired, uh -huh. you know, strongly uh -huh. um, touched by what I'm sharing. Those are obviously my greatest sources of inspiration. Uh -huh. And of course, more than all this, uh, my mother and father, when I see them <laughs> happy, I, so many times I see them crying, you know, with what I do. And uh -huh. so uh, tears of joy, obviously. And that makes me feel that I'm on the right path, I'm doing the right thing, and I'm perfectly justified in what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I think I relate with this because like you said, it is such a mutually dependent concept when it comes to validation. Your people around you, the people you look forward to, the ones you look up to have a larger say when it comes to your belief, whether you're doing it right or not. And truly said, it is, it is, there is nothing more beautiful than someone you look up to telling you that you're doing right. Your peers assuring you that, you know what, fine, you're doing good. So yes, I get my answer. Next question is, which, I mean, this is a tricky question, but out of so many books that you've written, which one would be your favorite? I am, I mean, this is a very evil question. Open eye meditations. <laughs> oh, you have an answer. Oh Even goodness. before you say it, I can tell you, of all the hundreds of books that I will write in the future, <laughs> this will be my best. It's called Open Eye Meditations. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very special book for many reasons. Okay. One of the reasons is that uh, this book has taken its own sweet time to come. Mm -hmm. It's taken probably, I mean, probably this is one book that I've written the longest period of time. <laughs> Most of the books are written in a few months, two, three months, mm -hmm. literally. Mm -hmm. But this mm -hmm. book I've probably written in over one and a half, two years. Oh. Because this book was not written as a book. Uh -huh. It was written as my blog, basically. Okay. So I used to keep uh, writing, you know, different things. Mm -hmm. And when I, uh, so somebody would ask me a question and I would think about it and then write a blog. 
you know as a, the answer to that question basically so i would okay. walk on, walk somewhere in my, in my travels across the world i would see something and that would trigger some thoughts i would go back and write an article you know mm-hmm. so that is the way in which uh, this whole book has been written like i remember once i was in mauritius and i was mm-hmm. watching lions in mm-hmm. a safari in mauritius mm-hmm. and when i saw those lions i had a very strong thought mm-hmm. i went back and wrote an article okay the name of the article is two lessons learned from a lion <laughs> and you know so like this just throughout my journey uh, i've been uh, um blessed to think a lot you know and uh, those thoughts came out in the form of these articles like once i was in a mountainous place mm-hmm. in hampi in one of the mountains you know and okay. there was absolutely no network there Mm-hmm. and i was with a group of almost about 4 5000 people you know and mm-hmm. we were just sitting there in in that place in that holy place of hampi waiting mm-hmm. for a talk mm-hmm. but there was a time gap you know almost like an hour you know and people mm-hmm. were uh, they had time at hand you know so the mm-hmm. natural thing that most people do today when you have time is mm-hmm. you pick up your mobile phone isn't it mm-hmm. and the interesting thing was there there was no mm-hmm. network <laughs> and i was seeing how people were struggling with their mobile phones no network desperately yeah. getting a signal everywhere and yeah. i saw that i had a thought and i went and wrote an article <laughs> so oh that is God. how it book came up so you so, are insanely creative <laughs> like so, two lessons learned from a lion and uh, even cell phones addiction is something that can contribute to your creativity please continue i want to hear further so this book is called overnight meditations which is one of my mm-hmm. favorite books and that book this book has caused really a lot of impact in people's hearts so this book is essentially 64 chapters mm-hmm. each chapter looks at a problem of life mm-hmm. seen through the lens of ramayana and mahabharat so every single chapter is based on one or two stories from the ramayana and mahabharat and finding life solutions uh, and uh, answering life stuff questions through that really wow i mean life problems from the lenses of scriptures that we already have you my brain is having huge exercise time right now <laughs> but then that is interesting i mean i have never uh, found it so relevant like i thought ki theek hai that is there like come on i should be blamed but mujhe se lagta tha ki that is a... also i'll tell you one thing i've always been fascinated about the fact that इतना फेथ है ना हमारे जनरेशन में या हमसे बड़ी जनरेशन में हमारे पेरेंट्स के हमारे दादा दादी के दे हैव अनशेकेबल फेथ इन दीज स्क्रिप्चर्स दीज कैरेक्टर्स राधर आई नॉट से कैरेक्टर्स दैट से गॉड्स माय पॉइंट इज वेयर डज इट कम फ्रॉम आई मीन दे वुड बी एब्सोल्युटली ओके सेइंग भगवान संभाल लेंगे एंड आई एम लाइक वो संभाल लेंगे पर आप कैसे अश्योर्ड हो और आप इतने रिलैक्स कैसे बिकॉज़ अल्टीमेटली द होल पॉइंट हियर इवन इन दिस जनरेशन इज जस्ट टू बी कंपोज्ड just to have everything in control and they have the key to it and they just tell that they've been introduced to it very nicely and i think that problem would be solved because like i said when i see speakers like you or anybody who is in this domain coming from a place of authenticity i wish you a lot of platforms everybody deserves to listen to you at least one time so that they can choose for themselves probably hum jo dhoond rahe hain wo aapke paas hai 
you have answers to my question you have stories to tell me that you know what i'm feeling is not invalid rather i just have to look it through from a lens which is probably available authentic proven and might as well solve my problem altogether or even if it doesn't i'll have something to hold on to so that brings me to another question what has been your favorite feedback so far is there any particular moment that you remember that somebody said to you and has stayed with you for the longest time now it can be an appreciation or any anything <laughs> <laughs> there is a small girl you know mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. is in seventh standard okay and uh, this girl is really small you know seventh standard is like i mean yeah. <laughs> at least when i look back at my seventh standard i don't even know whether i was conscious enough to comprehend <laughs> things of this world you know uh -huh. and this girl has really been so inspired by uh, some of the things that i've written and also spoken mm -hmm. uh, and she sends me little notes of appreciation <laughs> oh it's so sweet and it's so inspiring actually you know and uh, it just two days back she sent me a note which i i don't think i'll ever forget in my life you know she's telling me that uh, i feel in my last life you were either my father or my guru <laughs> oh my goodness imagine a seven standard little girl speaking like that you know and she really finds a strong connection with, with uh, what i'm sharing with her i mean why would anybody i mean she's a stranger to me i am not yeah. even met her once right <laughs> and she i don't know how she found me or how she found my books and how she found my courses but mm -hmm. she's very strongly connected no but that's really really wholesome to understand because beautiful i mean that is so beautiful and so precious and i i am sure that you deserve it because these words cannot be crafted they cannot just come out of nowhere we can't be forced upon it comes from heart and beautiful <laughs> oh god touch but you should of course there should be a lot of people affected because that is when you will receive such kind of feedback apart from that like uh, did you ever think i mean of course like you said that when you imagined first writing that it was going to be a spiral book with all your stories but i want to understand when you were a kid did you have any expectations of becoming an engineer a pilot or a chef or something like that or did you always know that i'm going to do something kyunki jo aajkal standard answer hota hai ki main kuch to bhi karunga but mujhe pata nahi hai ki main kya karunga so what kind of child were you <laughs> in my childhood i don't think mm -hmm. i thought what i want to become at all because <laughs> most of my childhood i was struggling with what i am now <laughs> oh <laughs> see the reality was that most of my childhood at least till my 7th standard i mm -hmm. struggled a lot in my education mm -hmm. in terms of um understanding things and you know i was just not able to get things basically i was pretty dumb <laughs> you can say that uh, probably because i didn't get the right teachers or the right environment whatever it is you know i at least i i'm not very conscious of my first 7 uh, years of school mm -hmm. my life actually began in 8th standard 8th 9th 10th that is the time when i actually started breathing you know mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i actually started uh, developing my own little personality you know Mm -hmm. uh, but i was very shy very introvert mm -hmm. wouldn't speak much to people just remain on my own basically 
um, never ever took part in any public competitions, never took part in any sports competitions, never took part in any debate, elocution, essay writing, nothing at all. Okay. In my, in my entire life, I would have not written a single article also. The first okay. thing I ever wrote was a book. <laughs> <laughs> the leap. The leap. Absolutely. <laughs> oh God. But but amazing, Shubha sir. Trust me when I say this. I'm glad that it happened. I'm glad that you happened. I'm glad that you chose this because as much as I, I don't know if I'm able to put that intensity out there when I'm saying this. But a lot of people are thankful to you. A lot of people are looking forward to what you have to share. For various reasons, some might be finding problems, ke solutions. Some might be finding a figure to look forward to. And I trust me when I say this, you have been a source of not only an inspiration to them, but something they can really, really, really look up to. So thank you for being who you are. This conversation was filled with a lot of insights. I am going to read a lot of things for sure from credible sources and probably I'll also start putting some notes of appreciation because I want to be spoken about just like she's been spoken about but I can't match the kind of intensity and the wholesomeness she had when she said that you are a father figure to her. So I wish we had a lot of more time because this conversation can go on and on. You're an amazing speaker. I can listen to you for hours but thank you so much for giving us this time. I know you have a full schedule but thank you for allowing uh, allowing us this time and I hope that I did not disappoint you and it was equally enjoyable for you. <laughs> not at all. In fact, this is one of my, I didn't even feel that I'm a part of a literary festival. We're just having a <laughs> chat and a beautiful conversation. I think this is one of my best uh, lit fest uh, conversations <laughs> so far. So thank you, uh, thank you for making it so authentic as you keep saying <laughs> and uh, keeping it so alive. Um, and uh, very, very grateful to Orange City Literary Festival uh, and Mrinalji for uh, you know, having me over and being a part of this uh, series. <laughs> and it's always a pleasure and honor to be here to share my thoughts. Thank, Thank you, you so much, sir. Thank you. Beyond.